Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 2 Thessalonians 1. The wrath of God is coming. Those are intense words, right? What should be our response to those words? Well, one thing we should think about is those words should be a call to repentance. We should repent because the wrath of God is coming. You think of the preaching of John the Baptist, how he called people to repentance and highlighted the wrath of God. The flip side of that is the wrath of God is coming if we have repented and put our faith in Christ should be another motivation for us to um, share the gospel with others and to call other people to repentance. The coming wrath of God can be a motivator to us in other ways. We've seen that recently in warnings to put to death sexual sin. It tells us to put to death this sin because of things like this, the wrath of God is coming. Now, those are maybe all kinds of things that you would expect from uh, the intensity of a subject like this. But what if I told you that another effect uh, of knowing that the wrath of God is coming should be comfort? Have you ever thought about that? That there is a comforting reality to the fact that the wrath of God is coming? Well, if you've never thought about that before, let's dive into 2 Thessalonians 1 together. Now, this letter is obviously a sequel to 1 Thessalonians and, and carries over some of the same themes. Thessalonians or Thessalonica, still likely the, the church there is in its early stages and they are encountering resistance and persecution, but the overall report is good, that they are being faithful. We'll see those same themes carry on here in 2 Thessalonians. And you see that right away with the thanksgiving that Paul gives in verses 3 and 4, how he's thanking God for them. And he says that's right to do because their faith is growing and the love of every one of you for another is increasing, which that was what he ordered them to do in 1 Thessalonians, that they would love each other more and more. And he's hearing that they are increasing. Therefore, Paul says in verse 4, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. So there you see, again, they are encountering persecutions. They are encountering afflictions. And so how does Paul uh, try to encourage Christians that are in the midst of affliction and persecution? He reminds them that the wrath of God is coming. How is that comforting? Well, keep reading. It says, this is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering, since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. So there we see why is the wrath of God comforting? Well, it's 
comforting in particular to Christians that are suffering persecution and affliction because it's reminding them your persecution and your affliction will ultimately be temporary and those who are afflicting you will be judged. And so you can find comfort in that. And today you should find a measure of comfort in that, that no matter how discouraged you may get, Uh, about the direction of your culture, and and no matter what kind of resistance you may be facing in that, you should be comforted by the fact that Jesus will win. Jesus will come back in flaming fire with his mighty angels inflicting vengeance. Uh, The people who oppose Christ will not win in the end. That should be a comforting reality. Now, obviously, with, with many things in life and in response to many things in scripture, there can be multiple emotions going on at the same time. Uh, Jesus commands us to pray for our enemies, to love them, uh, to pray for people who persecute us. And when you look at the example of faithful Christians uh, in times of persecution, you see this, you, you see that they do that. But it is possible to, on the one hand, I am praying for those who are persecuting me. I hope, especially as individuals, that they will come to know Christ, that they will experience forgiveness. But I find comfort in the fact that those opposed to Christ will be defeated. They will be stopped. And those who honor Christ and follow him will ultimately be vindicated. There is comfort in that message. Also, I think there's something else in this passage that helps us, whether you're uh, seeking to process the idea of, well, man, God's wrath sounds intense. Why is that okay? Why do people deserve the wrath of God? And whether this is to answer your own question or to potentially help explain things in evangelism, you'll see a helpful answer to that question there in verse 8, where it says he's inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that helps us understand why is sin so bad? Because we're rejecting God and we're rejecting Jesus. Those who do not know God. Romans 1 reminds us there's really nobody who doesn't know God in the sense that it has not been made clear to them that God exists. And also, when you think about those who do not obey the gospel of Jesus, right, to know the gospel, to be aware of what Christ has done, but not to respond in repentance and faith. Think about how heinous of a sin that is. Jesus Christ came and he died on the cross. And for you to say, no thanks, I don't need that. I'm rejecting that. What kind of serious offense is that? to God. That is a heinous sin, one that rightly deserves the wrath of God. And so Jesus will be glorified on that day. His enemies will be judged and defeated on that day. And it says in verse 9, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. And then not only that, but there will be vindication for God's people because on that day, he will be glorified in his saints and he will be marveled at by those who believe, right? That will be a day for great rejoicing for those who believe as Christ returns. So the wrath of God is coming. Maybe you haven't thought about this before, but that should encourage you 
today. That, that should encourage you that those who are opposed to Christ will not ultimately be victorious, but you should remain faithful to Christ. And that will lead you to do certain things. And that's what we see in Paul's prayer to close the chapter, where he says, to this end, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's even two things now as we wrap up that I want you to focus on and pray for today. Obviously, you should be desiring to live worthy of his calling. But then let's look at those next two phrases in verse 11 that Paul prays for the Thessalonians, that they may fulfill or that God may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. What is it that you are resolving to do for good? today? What is it that you are seeking to do by faith? What are the things that you would like to see happen and you want to do for Christ as a work of faith? As you think through those things, uh, you should be praying along with this passage. God, what is the good that I want to do today? Help me to do it. I want to fulfill that resolve. God, what are the things that I am by prayer and by faith seeking to do? God, would you establish those works. And perhaps you should even today pray that for some people you know, people that are close to you, people that uh, you know, there's this guy I know or this girl I know, and they're really seeking to be faithful against this one temptation. Or uh, there's this other person I know, and they're really seeking to reach someone with the gospel, or, or they're really seeking to step up and serve in a new way as a work of faith. They're trusting God and stepping up and stepping out to serve him. Those are the things that we should seek to do. Those are the things we should be praying for, for ourselves and for others in light of the fact that Jesus is returning and he will pour out his wrath on those opposed to him. That should motivate us, along with encouraging us, it should motivate us to do what is right. Because we know in the end, that will pay off. But rejecting Christ and rebelling against him will not. So as strange as it may sound, I hope that the reality that the wrath of God is coming has encouraged your heart today and motivated you to fulfill those resolves for good good works in a dependent way on the Lord and the, your work of faith will be established by His power. I hope we see some of those things today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.